3: Yes, that is right. We're back. Oh my goodness. It's been so long. We are back here at one indescribable podcast to talk to you uh, about create. Oh no, wait, that's not right. We're not doing that oh my goodness what a snafu on my end that wasn't planned at all we're not here to talk about that we're done with crazy ex-girlfriend we've moved on uh although the thing that we're moving on to is not actually the thing that we're going to be covering today today we are just talking about one of in my opinion the best movies of all time i'm just going to put it out there i don't i don't i don't want to put a number to it or, or qualify whatever we'll talk about it We're here today to talk about Pitch Perfect, Um, an institutional icon in terms of cinema. Just really just trying to see how many things I can say before I bring everyone else in to disagree with me. Um, okay, let's do it. I'm not alone. Uh, I'm Adam H, by the way, in case you don't know who I am. In case you're just stumbling into this podcast for the first time, which would be kind of ridiculous and wild, but welcome. Hello. We are so glad to have you here listening. With me, as always, two of my very good friends, someone who uh I see your toner, Lindy. It's huge, it's very distracting. I see it. Hi, Lindy.
1: <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Great to be back. Um, <laughs> what a joy it is to be here.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been waiting so long. The second that we so you are going to do Pitch Perfect, I was like, this is the easiest Lindy intro I've ever heard, of, ever heard in my life. Wow. Uh, so natural. But it's not just us, Lindy, because that would be uh, crazy and ridiculous. We have to have someone here to keep the peace. Uh, someone who, uh, had a feeling that they could probably try crystal meth, but I know
0: for a fact they just said,
3: eh, uh, it's Todd, Todd Lightbrain, how are you?
0: Ock, excuse me? Um, yeah, uh, no, I, I'm doing good. I I would say, I don't know if I would agree that this is, like, the greatest movie ever made, but it's one (laughs) of my favorite movies, Uh, so there's, I think there's a distinction there, but it is, it's one of those movies that. Every time it would come on TV, if I came across it while swimming through channels, I would stop and watch no matter where in the movie it was. I would just get sucked in every time. So I don't know how many times I've seen it from start to finish, but I've seen like bits and pieces of it you know, dozens of times at least
3: yeah I mean I feel like that is uh the place to start here actually the the real place to start is just a little bit at the top here um we're not gonna be doing pitch perfect week after week of course here at one describe podcast we uh starting next week we'll be starting our new series so if you're you know if you're here for the series part of this element, um, that's going to start next week. I think we're going to be doing uh, a little bit of an intro to our new series. "Zoe's always extraordinary Plays." So just as an FYI, if you're here for that, we're going to be starting on that next week, uh, just scheduling wise, but this week, again, we're talking about pitch perfect. Um, you know, the movie in general, Todd, I think you said it, it's, it's, so good every time you watch it and i you know i I just watched this again today um sadly it's not streaming that is honestly one of my biggest complaints about the whole situation uh that i had to pay like ten dollars to buy this movie and now it is (laughs) you bought it i mean it was like what four dollars to rent or ten dollars to buy i spent the four dollars to rent (laughs) yeah but now you're you're done watching it you can't even watch it again if you want to
1: well i'm okay with that (laughs)
3: oh my goodness so now just as an fyi to the people the only movies that i own are all of the harry potter movies clue and now pitch perfect (laughs) that's the full extent of the amount of movies that i own um yeah i don't know if it's like actually the greatest movie of all time that's obviously very hyperbolic uh but you know whatever i'm at it um so it is hyperbolic but also at the same time as i was watching it today i was like dang this scene slaps that scene slaps. like every single scene is so fun and the movie itself just like puts you in a good mood the performances are so much fun all of the different arrangements are so fun and interesting and i i would venture an argument here that it has some of the most quotable lines uh in terms of any movie from the 2010s i would stack it up against basically any movie from the 2010s in terms of quotable lines and i do think um especially we're talking about music wise these this idea of like the mashup uh largely came out of pitch perfect and I think that it like was a I don't know I think it was like a cultural mind uh, milestone for people um at least it, it certainly was for me this was around the high school time era for me and so this like certainly uh this certainly was huge I don't know am I like out on a limb here saying like overstating the
0: importance of this
3: movie I feel like it actually was
0: very significant. Um, well, I, I do think that the mashup got it start more on, on Glee, which does predate Pitch Perfect a bit. And they even make like, make, like a little pot shot at a, a Glee uh, in, in in during the audition scene here. But no, I think that it is like an incredibly well-made movie, uh, incredibly quotable. The music performances are amazing. I love the music from this. So so much, and I do think that it really did, you know, kickstart like the appreciation of acapella a bit more than maybe what it had been. Uh, but no, I think it's like, uh, like I said, I get sucked into it constantly, uh, or, or used to it. I had not watched it in quite a while, so it was, it was fun to go back and revisit it after not seeing it for a while. But back back in the days, uh, before streaming was like everywhere, and I had cable. I would be flipping through the channels. It was on HBO, like, constant rotation. I just get sucked in every single time. Uh, If nothing else, just so I could watch the last couple of musical performances because I love both of the last two musical performances in this movie so freaking much.
3: Wendy, your overall thoughts here?
1: Well, I was trying to remember when I first saw this movie, and I don't recall the exact time... But I must have seen it near when it came out, if not when it came out. Because I remember watching it a long time ago. I've seen it multiple times, which is rare for me to have seen a movie multiple times. Um, So when I watched it again yesterday, it was very familiar to me. I remembered basically everything that happened. Um, I do really like this movie, but... I must be, you know, the lowest on it of the three of us, because Adam's calling it like the greatest (laughs) movie of all time. And I don't think I can say that, Um, but it's enjoyable. There are some parts that I wish weren't in there. Oh, but
0: I I can agree with that. It's one of the reasons why it's one of my favorite movies, but there's at least a couple of things that I could do without. I think you can probably guess at least what one of those things is.
3: okay sure. but that scene is a so funny time <laughs> i don't, oh my gosh
0: i uh, agree to disagree uh, <laughs> <laughs>
3: the mayhem oh my goodness yeah
0: yeah if they could have the mayhem without all the the vomit angel of it all you know just okay it's not i, real I can't vomit even hear
1: time. those it's words <laughs> i i can't i can't handle that and you know that's that's on me that's <laughs> that's a personal failing but that is just not for me okay um
3: I like it's not real vomit. Like you know you just have to kind of It
1: doesn't matter. It's supo- it's representing real vomit.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, okay. Um, I, I thought it was, it was just so funny, especially when she, like, walks in and is like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, like <laughs> that, that part is that good.
0: That part is good. Yeah, it's just the... But it's know.
3: only funny because of how ridiculous everything else is happening
0: around you them.
1: could No, you could substitute another no, ridiculous no, no, thing no, no, for yeah, that. No, no. I mean,
0: there's a lot of ridiculous stuff that doesn't have to do with that aspect of it, uh, but... Okay,
3: well, let's, let, I mean, let's get into it because we, we sort of start off-ish with that aspect of it in a way... <laughs> um we're, you know we'll talk through some of the performances here uh, maybe some of our favorite scenes favorite lines favorite characters stuff like that um but uh we, we we do have to open up here with uh you know the bard and bellas of it all our main kind of group going forward it starts off with the the previous year's performance and then of course we get into the uh what will ostensibly be this same performance at least two more times three more times i don't even remember. there's a lot of times that we see the same performance over and over again um, but that first time uh as as we were kind of talking about uh some of the impetus of this story is that Aubrey Pose and one of the main characters um has a uh has a uh stomach malfunction uh <laughs> in the middle of the performance at the uh the, the finals, the the uh, ICCA finals. Um she absolutely throws up. So let's talk about this performance overall. Obviously we are led to believe throughout the two three four times that they do it that this is kind of a snooze fest and i will admit it is (laughs) a little bit in the sense that like we hear it four times but uh i don't know i think if i were to just hear this once especially like uh you know as we're talking about other versions like the fat amy version where she just like absolutely rips it Like I don't know, that's kind of fun. I like I you know I get this supposed to be a snooze fest, but um, what were your thoughts on kind of that performance in general? Maybe any iteration of it. uh, You know, any thoughts there? Uh,
0: Yeah, I think I think the whole reason why it's a snooze fest is because it's designed to be like these very slow ballady songs for the for the most part. Uh, I guess the sign isn't really a ballad, but it's not like super upbeat energetic, like, say, you know, the Troublemakers or any of the other ones that we see, you know, because we, we actually start off with them doing a, uh, they do a right round. Is that the first song that we hear? Cause it opens up on the, on the Troublemakers before it goes to the. Yeah. The
3: yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. get to the Troublemakers yeah. in just a second. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, but, so I think all the, uh, most of the other performances that we see are like much more high energy. So, and whenever, especially whenever you only see, a, uh, the sign with the, the nice gentle things and then like the time they really call it out for being boring. It goes from sign to eternal flame. And Don't get me wrong. I love eternal flame. Eternal flame is like one of my favorite songs. I love that song. But in the grand scheme of things, if you're looking for like a high energy pull the crowd in song, it's not necessarily a big show stopping showpiece song. So I think it's it's one of those things like yeah, they're, they're great songs and they're great performances, but and yeah, for what the competition is, it might not really be like the best fit compared to everything else. And sometimes being different can can help you stand out, but there's a little bit of showmanship missing, except of course for Fat Amy. And Fat <laughs> Amy's like, like I said, never Fat Amy starts doing turn the beat around It's just going after it, you know. And they make a big deal about that. That's like the people are snoozing during the first two sh- songs of this little medley, but once Fat Amy gets there and gets all energetic, then everyone perks up and are getting into it. Um. And then, of course, the last one, whenever Becca does her little a a mashup and throws everyone off, uh, you know, it's it's fine, you know, like the I think I think it's something interesting, but I don't think it's still enough to really bump them up all the way. So I think I think it's a they're they're well performed songs, but they're not the high energy that everything else is. They feel a little bit out of place.
3: Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Linda, do you have any thoughts on kind of the the Bella mashup, uh, not mashup, the Bella kind of uh, medley of songs here?
1: Well, it definitely is a snooze fest. And the problem is it's that way because you hear it so many times and they perform it at this same competition so many times. I think... All the judges and the announcers have heard this 10 million times. So have we. You mentioned it's in the movie like four times. And yeah. then we re this movie so many times. In our lives, we've probably heard this one specific <laughs> performance like 25 times. So yeah. <laughs> it gets old. And, you know, it's not that they're bad because clearly they're talented. But this performance, it it is just they need to do something to, to make it more interesting and they do eventually, but just as it is in the beginning, it is not very exciting.
3: Well, it gets very exciting as Aubrey uh, just lets loose. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah.
1: I, when that happened yesterday, I was watching, I was like, Oh, Oh no, I forgot.
3: I forgot. About this. <laughs> How could you I forget? Was, that's such a, that's such a pivotal scene. That's like I it happened
1: so early. <laughs> And so much, and I hated it all over again.
3: Oh, my goodness. Um, Okay, I'm going to take a little bit of a detour here as we're talking about a cappella and a cappella competition. Are you familiar with the show The Sing-Off? I
0: loved The Sing-Off. Yes,
3: Todd! oh my god i so few people in my life have ever like known what the sing-off was uh i, I couldn't tell you when the years were or were what it was basically like this american idol america's got talent equivalent but of acapella groups hosted by nick lachey uh with some awesome judges ben folds yeah, yeah uh, ben folds Strong, uh stockman and then um, what was it? Sherezinger for the first couple, and then Sarah Bareilles came on, and then Jewel was there. <laughs> it was it was a it was a lot. There was a lot going on. Um, but the reason I bring it up is because it uh, um, basically uh, propelled to fame probably the most famous acapella group of modern day, if not of all time, Pentatonix uh is where they sort of got their start to national fame and i just like remember watching them back in like their first performance they were still using foot pedals and like all of these various electronic type things and they were kind of like uh they were almost eliminated in the first round because of that and i just thought it was really interesting as we're talking about like acapella competitions um this show like always stood out to me this was before pitch perfect um i don't i don't know again yeah I it was uh, it was
0: 2009 it came out the same year that glee came out so it's like three okay years so a couple pitch years perfect. before, yeah
3: a couple years before pitch perfect so but still like right around that time it was 2009 that would mean because this, this show had about four or five seasons so this would have been right in uh kind of that er- uh that era um but i only bring it up because it was a it was a fantastic show like this idea of was a cappella was uh you know in my opinion a big kind of defining point in terms of music of the 2010s, because I feel like we hadn't heard a lot of acapella before then. Um, and maybe maybe you both kind of disagree with that, but I feel like acapella really rose to fame and had this big moment in the 2010s and uh, you know maybe maybe it's kind of calmed down a little bit <laughs> as we get to yeah. twenty twenty and uh, modern day. But this was like a big thing in in that era, and I uh, I was just always, I'm always curious to see if people have heard of this thing off. If you haven't checked it out, there's no way you'll ever be able to find those episodes really. But uh, <laughs> if you can, they're really really good. There's some of my favorite, um, like the uh, somebody to love from the Dartmouth airs uh, is like one of my favorite just performances i've ever seen on tv of all time so um i would highly recommend going to watch some of that uh lindy you've never heard of uh the sing-off
1: i had not i've never seen it um sounds like i never will it doesn't seem like probably
3: not yeah i really doubt that it would be streaming anywhere it was like a very because it, it wasn't a very big show it was not the very any episodes wasn't wasn't really watch <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no, i believe
3: I- you that it was good
0: yeah, no, it was it was great. I uh, I, I loved it. Uh, I'm, lo- I'm looking right now to see if it's streaming anywhere, and I'm not finding it at the moment. So. Yeah, there's just
3: no way. Um, and I don't blame them because, like I said, literally no one watched the show. <laughs> um, but a lot of the stuff they did on the show reminds me actually of a lot of the performances that the Troublemakers had. Um, and as had alluded to, we open up this uh, we open up the movie with the Troublemakers. Uh, Please don't stop the music. Uh, amazing opener, so much fun, gets you really hyped for it. Um, and then I'm, I'll just combine this with the other kind of early troublemaker song we see, Let It Whip, uh, as they're kind of walking around campus there. Basically the troublemakers in these first couple of performances are just like fun. They're, They're that alternative group that's just like, you know, screw the rules, we don't care about decorum or, uh, history or tradition we're just going to do what's cool and we're going to do what's fun. And it, it works, at least for me. Both of these performances and songs are just a freaking blast. I love them so much, Lindy. What, what do you think about the troublemakers? Also, some uh, kind of cute. Not going to lie. Oh, which oh. one? Uh, I, don't, I don't know anyone's names besides, like, the main two people. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not Bumper or that other guy. <laughs> I don't even know the other guy. I don't even know the other guy. So. Jesse? No, he's not a troublemaker yet. Oh. Uh
0: oh, what is his name? What's his name? Is it is it Nick? Donald? Yeah, I don't know. Donald. See, I, I don't know. Could be yeah, anybody. I think, I think that <laughs>
3: right. It's up to yeah. Whoever whoever you whoever you're thinking of right now, Lindy slash listener, uh, uh, that's who I'm thinking of.
1: I'm I can't <laughs> picture many other troublemakers, but anyway. Um yeah, I think they're fun. I think you get an immediate sense of, oh, this group is really good. They always mix it up. They're great performers. They draw the audience in. Uh so I really like these performances from the
3: troublemakers. Yeah. Todd, what about you? Troublemakers.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh they're like I said, they're they're just fun. They're a blast. They uh have like the, the super high energy songs and they're just having fun with it, and they have some great great choreography they're just you know working the crowd like nobody's business uh, you know it's easy to see why they would be the ones who are winning the competitions because they just bring it every time
3: oh yeah uh let's talk about the three different troublemaker songs and which ones we like the most so we have that opener plays in south of music we have let it whip which performed kind of that outside which I, I do love that aesthetic as people are walking around um, and then right round, I'm going to save the final song for later. Cause obviously that's going to be the best one, but out of these first three, uh, of the troublemakers, in my opinion,
0: I think let it whip is, is my favorite of the three. What do you guys think? Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I, I think right round might be my favorite of the three. They're they they're all great. I think for me, like let it whip suffers a little bit just because it's, uh, like this interspersed like talking and everything. So we don't really get to see like the full performance, uh so I think, I think it's really good i like the part where jesse just like jumps in and sings his little bit to show that he's got pipes like that's a that's a really fun moment in it bumper doing his goofy little dance moves around people is fun um but no i think right round out of the three is my out of those three is my favorite performance uh musically and just from like the whole uh like choreography and movement of it all. I think it's like the, out of those three is probably my favorite.
3: Yeah, I think that's a solid choice. Uh, just, just, you know, to defend my whip it, opening up a song with Whippet, it! it's just, <laughs> it's so fun. Like how, you know, uh, Linny, what about you? Between those three, what are you, what are you feeling?
1: To be honest, I did not prepare a ranking of these three songs, but from memory, I'm gonna say "Right Round." Um, not just because that's what Todd said, and Adam said something else, but
3: <laughs> the people are gonna think what the people are gonna think, you know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so then we move on uh, as we just continue through these performances. One of the gosh, there's just so many things in here where I just want to be like, this was the best thing ever, and created a whole movement. Um. The audition sequence since you've been gone. Oh, good God just incredible. I mean, true. Like, uh, I don't even know. I cannot keep enough praise onto this, the way that they were able to edit everyone together, but also like still make it make sense for them auditioning. And then like the reactions we get from everyone, like listening. It's, this is so much fun. I could like, um, this will not be the first time I say this, but like this, this iteration of this song is something that like me and my friends and my cousins could do word for word style for style verbatim like literally to the t and it did repeatedly there'll be a couple times that i say that but like this is one of the things where it was just like if this song was ever on I'm singing it in the way of Pitch Perfect. If this song ever played between the years of 2012 and like 2020, I was singing it as though it was the Pitch Perfect audition song.
0: So you're doing the thanks to you. Yeah, I, to get, you. I get what I want. I get what
3: I want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> several years ago,
3: yeah. Lindy, how do you not do this? How are you singing this song? i
1: <laughs> uh i'm not singing it much but i didn't remember this part of the movie <laughs> Adam oh is my God. i'm sorry but look i know we're gonna talk about this in a second but i was just waiting for the cup song
0: <laughs> yeah Todd, please give me yeah. give me something here. <laughs> so, uh, so I mentioned this during our episode of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, where they had like, an audition, medley kind of like this, you know, a where you got to see everyone singing the song and different like a, a cutting in back and forth. Uh, uh, I think, you know, anytime they do this sort of thing, I love it. Uh, they, it's like a big thing on like on High School Musical, The Musical, the series. Like this last season, they had a kind of thing like that with like the. Them all singing songs from Frozen and cutting back and forth between the different people. I love a montage of different people and singing the different styles and sometimes some of the more comedic things and everything to see. Some people are really good, some people are really bad. Some people are like, What are you thinking? So I just stylistically I love this sort of thing anyway. And like you said, I, so several years ago, I got to go to an Alamo draft house screening of Pitch Perfect, which was a sing-along where the audience you know you could sing along like you were encouraged to sing along with all the songs and so i went with a friend and her husband we like she and i would drag him to a uh to several things we took back to the little shop of horror sing along drag him to a moulin rouge sing along you know and so he would just kind of like suffer through it as amy and i would like you know serenade each other during the songs you know but i i just before I went to see it, I rewatched this scene a couple of times so that I could make sure that I matched everyone's bits while we sang along. And it was like, How do you remember this? I'm like, It's in my blood. That's all it is. But no, I, I love it. I love this scene so much. Like you, anytime I hear the song, this is a version that's in my head. Then This version, just going, Oh, that's high. And then trying to hit the high notes, just like everything about this. Like, like you said, it really gives you a good sense of most of our characters. The, some of whom we've met before a little bit, but others that were meeting here for the first time and uh good grief, uh, Cynthia Rose. She can sing. Oh my Lord. That girl can belt.
3: Yeah. I, th- this was just so much fun. Um, Lydia, I'm a little, I'm a little hurt that you did not remember this from a, <laughs> I, like, I, I, this is painful. Um, but as you said, the one thing you were waiting for was the cup song, which uh, again, as I am saying, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, I, I do think this is one of the most important, less influential movies of the 2010s. Because even if we're not talking about uh, that audition medley, which I would argue is just would be amazing without this, how many freaking people were doing the Cup song after this came out? I, I I mean, I did the cup song all the freaking time. You'd, you'd be at like the lunch table or whatever. Uh, I did it like as a, a skit slash performance up at camp one year. Um, the cup song is iconic, like truly iconic. Uh, and clearly Lindy loves it, hopefully.
1: Yeah, I do love it. The cup song was everywhere i just i heard it so many times i listened to it so many times it's so fun i love the the cup part and i i think part of why i liked it so much is i already knew the the cup part of the song um so i knew how to do that so i felt like oh i'm cool i already know how to do the cup thing
3: (laughs) (laughs) would you like go around and do it lindy would you like sing the song with people
1: I, I don't sing for people, but I, I would show anyone who wanted to see the cup part. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Can you do the cup part, Adam?
3: Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? This was like everything. Like I said, this was a like a cultural milestone. We did the cup song everywhere. Can you, wow. can you do the cup part,
0: Todd? I have never tried to do the cup part.
3: You haven't Sh- even tried. Should we teach him live on the podcast? <laughs> <Do>
0: the <cup? laughs> Dad. Not on me, no. Oh,
3: I, I feel like if we could hear the cup sounds through Todd's mic consistently, it would be really actually good podcasting. But I <laughs> worry that like we won't be able to hear it every time, and then it becomes really bad podcasting. So you should learn yeah. the cup song, though, because it's actually very easy.
0: <laughs> uh, wow. Duly noted.
3: Um, okay, so that's cups. Again, I would argue, ridiculously important. Uh, like a, cup, Just huge. Yeah, it was everywhere. Infant.
0: It was everywhere. You could not escape the cup song for a while. And yeah. at that, uh, at the uh, Pitchfork Sing Along, they asked for volunteers to come down to the front to do the cup song. And my friend went down as the one who went and did the cup song uh, at, at the front. So. You could not stop me from going down there to do the cup <laughs> song. I would do it
3: right now in any movie, not even in Pitch Perfect. Um, okay. Uh, Wait, Adam, I think you might have skipped a song well there's a lot of songs i'm i'm i guess i'm going like quasi uh in order but go ahead what did i miss lady
1: well i don't want to talk about the song so much as the scene the scene where becca is in the shower and (laughs) what's her face makes her sing in the shower and like why (laughs) what that wasn't even the audition like she had to go audition why did she force her to sing in the shower
3: first of all um anytime you want to talk about anna kendrick in the shower i will happily <laughs> oh my god. have that discussion um i don't i feel like i've said this before and on, on maybe other podcasts or this one i don't even remember anna kendrick was my celebrity crush uh for the longest time absolutely love her um good god this scene is for the scene is for me lindy that's what that's what this is this is not i mean i don't know if you're like trying to find some logic in terms of like the audition uh like requirements or whatever um it was also i'm so bad with names it's also very funny uh having the other girl like clearly having sex with a boyfriend in the shower um in college which i think Lenny's giving like a gross face too but i like y- you i'm went... sorry
1: is that not gross i don't know if i don't know if gross in a is public right shower okay
3: yeah didn't you go to college you i mean you went to like a pretty big college <laughs> you know well, like we both, I mean, we both went to pretty like major public universities. Like, let's yes. not pretend like this was not a thing.
1: I went to college, but okay, I'm not saying it never happens, but I luckily never had to witness that.
3: Okay, I mean, Uh, I would like to reserve uh, the right to use my uh, Fifth Amendment right to not. <here>.
1: I'm asking if you did it, I'm asking if you ran into people doing that.
3: Yeah, I mean, people have sex everywhere, Lindy. It's just a thing. Uh,
1: okay, <laughs> all right. Okay, yeah. I As know lo- nothing about the world. I okay, would rather
3: it be. Listen, there are worse places to run into it than than a bathroom. You know? Uh, okay. Li- like what? <laughs> a place that's not like covered up by something. I mean, they had like a curtain in front of them at least. Oh my god. Honestly, it was pretty thoughtful. Thoughtful!
1: (laughs) (laughs) You just say things sometimes. Just to say them.
3: Just yeah. to
1: say
0: them.
3: Lindy, we've done, like, uh, so yeah. many podcasts together. How, how are we not
0: just doing this? Um, I got all the way through 6G and it finally clicked. Yeah. Oh, okay. wait.
3: We can talk about the song a little bit, though, because I uh, Titanium definitely dates this movie a little bit there. Because it was, I, I think it was, like, a decently big song at the time. And I, I will admit, I still uh, like it. But um i haven't heard it in probably five six years um besides like through pitch perfect uh it was very fun though i feel like that was a it was a cool scene like to see them harmonize in there also uh singing in the shower uh love the residents in the shower absolutely love it lindy would you rather walk into a public shower and hear people singing or see people (laughs) having sex which would be worse for you
1: I would obviously rather hear the singing. what how, oh, what kind okay. of question is that? I like, don't know
3: some people <laughs> really don't like to hear other people singing. What if they're really bad?
1: Then I can leave like I...
3: well, I mean you could leave either way. It's not like you're, <laughs> you're just,
1: it's not like you're forced to
3: <laughs> we're not trapping you. <laughs> well, you didn't specify that but <laughs> 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 um, okay, that's the one we missed. Great. Is, is there anything else I missed before we before we move on here to, again, another, in my opinion, big cultural milestone of the 2010s? And, of course, so. it is the riff-off.
0: Oh, I love the riff-off scene so freaking much. Uh Like, I could watch... Th- I said that I posted a review on my Letterboxd account earlier whenever I rewatched the film. And I said I could watch the riff off and the last performance performances just like on an endless loop, and I would be happy. They're both so great. And I love the, the concept of the riff off, is so fun. You know, it's like this competition thing, and you have to like match the word, and it's, it's like it's a medley, but it's a competition medley. It's a little bit of a, a battle and everything. Everyone's having fun getting into it. You have like the, some comedic moments. And then at the end, whenever Becca gets everybody saying like the entire crowd is into it, it's just such a great moment. And you see her like finally realizing, oh, this is fun. I enjoyed this. It's just like, it's such a great cathartic moment for the character and her saying that there is a potential for them to actually be able to do something. Even if their fearless leader refuses to see it. But uh, it's a great scene for that. But also just the music is so fun. And the the back and forth of all the groups is just, it's a blast. Uh, Lindy, the riff off.
1: Okay. It's a great scene. It's really fun. Uh, I would definitely, yeah, I wouldn't watch it on a loop forever, but (laughs) it's really good. I would rewatch it. Um, But I just have to say, I don't understand the rules whatsoever. I could not tell you what what the rules are here. I don't know.
3: Well, it is a good thing you have some riff-off experts on the podcast because uh, it's very – obviously, everyone knows that I come from, like, a musical background, but a lot of my extended family is also very, like, musically oriented. And so, again, I say, uh, Cultural Milestone, my cousins and I would, like, do riff-offs just casually as we were, like, at family events and gatherings. Like, we would be – at we usually do Christmas, and then a big time in summer we have, like, big family gatherings – we would do riff offs as like cousins. We would not only, mo- we would start off by mocking the original riff off and like doing that word for word <laughs> from page perfect. And then we would like do our own riff offs. It <laughs> would start. And so it's very simple. All you have to do is just take the word that the other team is using in a song, any word, whenever they get to it. And then you start a new song at the moment that that word overlaps. That's, it's, it's very, what? it's not very complicated <laughs> rules.
1: I, I have never known that information. I was so <laughs> confused about how, like when they would jump in. I never knew why. Because sometimes they would sing a long time. And sometimes they'd only sing a few lines. And I never understood <laughs>
3: why. Hey, you have to wait until you get to the word that you can yeah. use to, to start the new song that you're trying to do. And Is apparently they're very picky. Being,
0: they, it's any any word any you word. can find that's like, that are in both songs. You have to like, like okay this song has, you know, I want to do this song, and so it has the word there. And I know the song they're singing has the word there, so you wait until they get to the word there, and as soon as they sing it, you sing your part song with there, and then just, you know, segue in. So it's any word at all. It just has to apparently match perfectly, so it, it can't, they can't say a plural form, and you say a singular form, or vice versa, apparently, because there was like the it and it, so it was like the possessive versus the non, non-possessive uh, form of it uh this is why they got eliminated from a uh the competition they're very very big sticklers about that apparently but yeah any word
3: i love that lindy's wow. like i've seen this movie so many times and is her mind is blown right now
1: i i'm shocked at <laughs> uh, my jaw dropped i i did not know this at all and if anyone's listening and thinking oh she's so stupid look i, <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> you don't know what you don't know i'm sorry <laughs>
3: that's true that is enlightening right there so um,
1: I, I, wow okay now I want to re-watch it and appreciate the jumping in because yeah. I think that's gonna make it even better
3: it's slightly harder than you might think uh but it's also like very no, very fun, fun if you know a lot of songs like it, it's very very interesting um the only thing I'll shout out here is there is a uh it is a board game but you can play it without the board the game encore i don't know if you ever played encore yeah but it's essentially like somewhat of the same thing here where you're getting a word and you just go back and forth in teams trying to decide or not decide trying to think of as many songs that contain that word in the lyrics as possible very very fun very addicting. it, is, uh, it, it
0: is can something. take
3: a long time if you know your music
0: <laughs> yeah uh i used to play with the group of friends years ago and basically there was like one other person in the group like Charity and I could not be on a team together they would not allow Charity and I to be on a team together because half the time it would be just like her and I going back and forth towards the end of it because everyone else had run out of songs that could do it Uh, yeah so I haven't played Encore in forever but it was it was very
3: fun game yeah very 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 fun game. Um, okay. Uh, as we move on here, we are, uh, getting close to the final couple of songs. There's only a few things beforehand that I do think we should talk about. Uh, this, uh, the, the pool mashup as they're calling it, the, uh, just the way you are, uh, just a dream kind of mashup that they have outside in that, in that pool area. Uh, very fun. I think this, you know, in in another world, I think this is also kind of a highlight song. But as, you know, as we're kind of talking about, like mashups have been a thing that Bella's been doing all, all movie. And so, like, this isn't maybe necessarily anything, like, new per se. But I did think this was, uh, you know, the cool moment. This was, like, the big turning point in terms of, like, the Bell is actually going to do something new and cool and exciting and fun. Um Plus, uh, at the end, I will say, like, the comedic factor here is really, really good as we, get, uh, uh, you know, get the get the bass line as well. And then Lily uh, finally finds her voice, um, leading to one of uh, just a great, fat Amy, you know, you know shut up, stop stop yelling. <laughs> really, really funny stuff. Um, thoughts on this song, uh, the Just the Way You Are uh, and Just a Dream mashup?
1: okay okay all right
3: i think that's
0: fair yeah it's it's one that it's like if i had my if i had to pick like the songs i was going to listen to from the soundtrack a lot this is like you know it's not one that i would skip but it's not one that i would like put on on the repeat like the last the last couple of songs or the or the rip-off or even audition sequence you know it's it's nice but again this is like kind of nice and mellow and a uh, kind of feels with what the Bellas have done in the past, a little bit. It's a nice transition to what they're going to do, because uh, it is like a, a more modern than the songs that they have uh, we've heard like twenty million times before this. But it is still, you know, okay, yeah, very, very love song, very uh, nice. And then Becca, like we some stuff in, but it's it's a fun scene to watch them all start, like Aubrey like get into it, like Aubrey, you know, start to you know vibe with what becca is trying to get them to do and so it's like a really like i said it's a nice turning point in the film for that but music wise it's again very well performed very well uh you know the uh my my mind is blanking on the word the arrangement the arrangement is really cool the mashup and all i think it's like really well put together but just uh in terms of like the music that i like to listen to from this it's a little bit lower a uh but that's not saying it's still a high bar to clear because I love most of the music in, in this. It's just like uh, out of the really great songs in this, it's, you know, towards the bottom of the really great songs for me.
3: Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and let's let's clean up some of the other, uh, just some of the other quick songs here before we get to the two final songs. Um, Party in the USA on the bus. Tons of fun. Just a really fun sequence there. Um, especially like the way that that ends, <laughs> ends with the, the uh, fat Amy running out of gas and the bus and everything. Very, very fun. Um, and then a few of the other songs performed by the other groups. Uh, Blame it on the boogie actually was really good. Uh, just a ridiculous amount of fun and then uh, before we get to the final two songs we have very appropriately the final countdown performed by yet another group uh all three of these formed by the uva hullabahoos
1: i might add which is where i went to school i don't know any of these people but it is uva acapella group
3: hullabahoos hullabahoos not hullabaloos
1: yes because uh (laughs) uva students are sometimes called who's so that's where the who part comes in
3: Oh, look at you!
0: Yeah, they got some. They got several real a uh, real life acapella groups to perform during a uh, all of that sort of stuff. So. Uh, it was really cool uh also you you skipped socapella with their f you very much a performance
3: yeah i did didn't i um <laughs> that to me i feel like that's the one that we could probably adam <laughs> that was a third place performance yeah, <laughs>
1: how did right. that happen
0: well, were there it three...
3: seemed it seemed like there were three groups <laughs>
1: yeah
0: yeah we well, never saw any other group of that competition so it it's seemed like there to... were
3: just three um
0: yeah to go back to the, like the part in the USA, I like I said, it's a great scene. Just I love like Becca sitting there, not wanting to join in, and like, everyone just getting closer and closer, and like the very stern faces and, like Stacy looks like she's about to jump Becca. If yeah, Becca doesn't jump in. Like Stacy's like, come on, come on. <laughs> so it's it's a lot, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And then she like lets herself go and they all have have a blast of the song. Yeah, it's a really fun scene.
3: Uh Lindy, any thoughts on any of those before we get to the final performances of each group
1: oh well they're all fun party in the usa was fun i always enjoy seeing the uva group up there um but yeah i'm ready for those final performances lindy
3: what would it take for you to have joined the hullabahoos
1: uh i feel like it's an all-male group so okay i don't think i would be eligible and also i can't sing so really it would take a lot it would take a lot (laughs)
3: there would be a lot a lot would have to happen um okay fair enough uh, all right, let's do it. The final two songs, starting of course with the troublemakers, as they do go first. Uh, Benji in the group now. Uh, I, I will say maybe the Benji storyline is not like my favorite storyline of the movie. I still thought it was good, but uh, you to see him here is very cool. Uh, Bright Lights, Bigger City, uh, and then they also do uh, Magic, very, very fun, just just uh, just a blast, like truly. Um, troublemakers front to back. Just a blast. Uh maybe there's a world where they deserve to win this <laughs> deserve to win this final. I don't know. Um, but this was so much fun. One of the best performances of the show. Um, and I love it. I think like everyone learned at least the pitch perfect version of this rap, even if they didn't like know the song. And there are still times whenever I hear like the full song where I will like go. Uh, Cause they don't do like the full song in the, in the pitch Perfect movie where I will like want to go on and skip the other part of the rep that they skipped. And then I look like an idiot not doing the <laughs> whole thing. So um, there you go. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed it. Todd, uh, the troublemakers final Brightly's bigger city and magic.
0: Uh, I love it so much. I will say uh, before I saw the movie, I wasn't really familiar with either one of the songs that was based on. Uh, so it was kind of like a, like introducing me to the songs. I had to go a, a, uh, check them out later but for me like these will always be the versions of those songs in my head because this is the one that i was introduced to the songs for uh and it's, it's really great to see you know jesse take the lead and benji get his his moment donald kills the rap and just like the whole again trouble like just have fun the whole thing of benji going around like freezing everybody in place uh all that doing this little magic it's just it's just fun the whole thing is fun and the the songs are catchy and energetic and upbeat and they sing them perfectly and yeah it's i love it
3: yeah uh it it really is great uh lindy
1: i don't think i have anything different to say but yeah it's great
3: okay yeah fair enough it is (laughs) um and then our final performance of the show the Bellas, uh, the the Barden's, uh, the Be- the Bellas of Bar. Oh my God, the Barden Bellas. That's what I was <laughs> there we for. go. There I we was go. looking for it. Yeah, I was looking for it. Uh, they do uh, some mashups of Price Tag, uh, weird choice in my opinion. Just like whip out out of nowhere. Uh, don't you forget about me, of course. As we get uh, the the larger motif from Breakfast Club, um, and then give me everything as well. Uh, very fun, very entertaining, very upbeat. There's a few moments that I just, um... Really, really love they all. You know uh, the the hands in the hair as well uh, in the, in the air rather not hair Did I say hair? I don't even know. You said hair. I'm starting to lose my mind a little bit today. And
1: I was wondering, <laughs> did I like not? No, there. Attention? I don't think
3: there were any hands in hair. uh <laughs> At least not that I remember. That's very fun. Like the hands in the air um as they do kind of like the the low to high where we see Stacy like doing the switch. Ho ho, ho ho It's very fun as they do like one of those type deals. Um, and then, of course, uh, Fat Amy's uh, little bit there, and then "Excuse Me" um, <laughs> is just so so fun. Uh, this was great. I, again, this is like another one of those songs that, like, I could I could sing word for word right now in the style <laughs> that they do it, uh, and it like wouldn't even be hard. Uh, do Lindy, it. You want to do the whole thing? There's no way. Yeah. No. The whole thing right here, right now.
0: <laughs> here, here's yeah. where we get our copyright strike. Though. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. We never heard from them again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, it's really fun. I could not sing it word for word. Um, but maybe I should listen again and, and try that. Um, it's fun. I, I like how um, Becca is is really sending a message to Jesse through this song by including that Breakfast Club um, reference. And this is really for him. I mean, yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs> it really was. Yeah.
1: It makes you wonder like you know what would she have come up with like would she have picked kind of a an even better medley if she wasn't trying to include that we I don't know
3: probably uh yeah because like if you don't you know if you don't the judges don't care about their relationship uh and this is sort of like why i'm saying i don't maybe the troubles win this the judges could not possibly care less about becca and jesse's relationship and the inclusion of don't you forget about me like i don't think it's i don't think it's actually good in terms of like the medley but um like there i think there are better options on the table todd your thoughts on this final song here
0: uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if I have a whole lot to add just because, uh, again, I love it. I, I agree. I think there's a, a world in which the troublemakers probably should win in some aspects, but I think this, this song, the, the big difference between this and the troublemakers, the troublemakers song highlighted like three of their people and everyone else is just backup. Whereas this one like highlighted like so many of the members of the Bellas, they all got a chance to kind of like show off their skills. Most of them got a little bit of a, I think you had a few more solo moments, a few more big moments for several, several of the people. So maybe like showcasing the different skills is nice. One thing I like is like you got to see little bits and pieces of things like, like stacy doing her little ballet dance moves that we saw earlier in the film. And they're trying to learn the Bella choreography. You got to see that come out again, seeing a lot of the personality of them, like you know, shine through the individual personalities all also like merging together to make this great group performance. It's like, kind of like the, like the thesis statement of the new version, of the Bellas, like they're all disparate people. They, they don't all look uniform, but they, the, this, you know, the sum is greater than the the parts, you know, the, or the, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts type thing. So no, I think it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a really great, uh, medley and as a huge fan of don't you forget about me the song anyway yeah oh. i don't mind its inclusion in the medley because it's probably my favorite song just in general from the medley you know outside of the songs so
3: wow uh well there you go uh i will admit i'm probably not the biggest breakfast club fan uh in the world here i'm certainly not here to say that it's bad by any means but lindy have you seen the breakfast club
1: i actually have
3: Oh, Look okay.
1: Hey, wow, there wow. wow. it is. Okay, yeah. good. I'm glad you're all proud of me. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, proud. And That's the word. Not surprised, yeah. proud. Yeah. Breakfast Club is one of those movies I saw a lot whenever I was younger because it used to play on TV a lot. Sure. So so it has like a lot more resonance with me because of the, my age and when I saw stuff.
3: Um, those are the songs. There's just a few other things that I think are worth mentioning just because of, like, things that I think are iconic in this film. And I think some of them are quotes. Um, just, like, one of my favorite quotes, Fat Amy has so many good quotes in this movie. So many good quotes. Um, partially because of the Australian accent, I'm not gonna lie. But, uh, uh one, one of them is, uh, you know, even though some of you are pretty thin, y'all have fat hearts. And that's what matters. I adore, adore that quote. It's so so much fun.
0: So so, Adam is is your love of Pitch Perfect why you do an Australian accent?
3: It, it <laughs> c- could potentially have an impact. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, it's something to think about for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, so <laughs> L- listeners, a uh, Adam kind of has two go to accents a uh, in in our D and D stuff: French and Australian. And we we're always like, why Australia? But I think we finally cracked the code.
3: Uh, I can do a southern accent too. I I I think I yeah have you, three. you
0: yeah you do do southern. But I think that I feel like the French and Australian you go to a little bit more often. But a uh... yeah, oh, it's really easy to slip
3: into French. That's for sure. Um, yeah, that that one's really good. And then another fat Amy's the uh, I'm gonna finish him like a cheesecake. Oh God, there's just so many good ones. Um, and then, in terms of other characters that we actually did not talk about, uh, John and Gail, the kind of announcers slash also weirdly members of the ICCA committee, <laughs> um, I love them so much. Uh, Elizabeth Banks is is just incredible, um, and they have they have so many funny moments. Even at the very end, when she's like playing his leg like a guitar uh it's it's just a blast uh okay, I, I really that was love
1: their them. best moment the the leg guitar moment i enjoyed that but otherwise i i just think they're weird i don't know
3: like out of place in the movie what do you they provide amazing commentary they're the only reason i can even like get through all the five performances of the same medley they don't feel like real people i they just seem they're so weird what do you mean they don't feel like real people what do they what do they seem like
1: i don't know like these omniscient narrators i
3: i i don't even know what to say to that (laughs) <laughs> omniscient narrators they're the announcers they are the color commentary of the acapella local circuit
1: i think it's because we never see them outside of that specific scenario like they're always in this announcer box with the two of them like we never see them interact with any other people or in any other situation
3: uh what do you mean they they tell that kid's parents that he's in high school oh i forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> What more do you want from them? We can't give them more roles. There are, they are—they already have—they already have a weird amount of lines, all
0: things considered. Uh,
3: yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean, thank you.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's almost no, like but, one of them was a, a producer on the film. And, almost, you
3: know. <laughs> yeah, almost like it. Uh, I love them. Okay, I, it's weird. I've—I've never heard anyone be like out of them. Todd, what are your thoughts on on uh, John and and Gail?
0: Um, I think they do feel a little bit like caricatures uh, in a way. so like I can kind of see where that's, coming the, from. Word. that's in, the word in terms of, like they're not, they're definitely not like fully fleshed out characters. Like a lot of other people are there. They are there just for the jokes. They do feel a little like not quite in the world in some ways. So I can definitely see them not working for people more often than not. They work for me. There are a couple of the gags where I'm just like, that felt a little weird, but okay. Uh, but I, uh, I, I like, um, uh, both both of the actors uh so they they make me laugh more often than not um i think one of the things that i one of my favorite little like just deliveries i think a lot of anna kendrick's lines aren't necessarily the lines themselves more in her delivery of the lines like her little make good choices uh whenever (laughs) you know i think there's like chloe's going off or jesse's going off i just the way that she delivers her lines again i i love anna kendrick Loved, there's a movie called camp i don't know if either one of you have ever seen camp uh, it was her first role and she was like really young in it uh like she w- but i was like blown away like how talented she was she plays this it's it's set at, like a musical theater camp is the premise of, of the movie so it's like uh, all these kids at a theater camp so there's lots of musical performances throughout and basically her character spoiler alert is uh this like kind of mousy character who's the uh who like worships like the the big star on campus who treats her like crap and so finally a uh anna Kendrick's character decides that she's going to steal her run so basically she like a uh kind of poisons the girl just like like you know to make, start make her like you know do pull an aubrey in the middle of her performance uh and she rushes off stage, and Anna Kendrick's character is there, ready to go on stage. And she does a complete transformation of this mousey girl to like this steely cold. She does *Ladies Who Lunch*, and at the end of the *Ladies Who Lunch*, there she does the part where like everybody rise. She like is staring death into the crowd. And, like, everyone starts standing up because they're it's like they afraid this little girl is going to kill them if they don't all stand up. It's just, like, this amazing little performance from young... And I, I had no idea who she was at that point in time. But I'm like, this girl is talented. And years later, I saw her and I was like, oh, it's the girl from camp. So, yeah, Anna Kendrick, ta- extremely talented <laughs> performer. Hey, I know, that was a lot. But I just... No, no one has seen... Kind of like you feel about this thing off. I have the same way about camp. Like, no one has seen camp. No one knows the scene that I'm referencing. But it's, like, just the thing I always go back to about just how talented uh she is but yeah i love becca is like my favorite thing about the movie probably i love her attitude i don't love her attitude but i love her sense of humor her snarky sense of humor all the jokes that she makes is like some of my favorite lines in the film uh i like i like her no, that's why right. we really haven't really talked about a, a jesse all that much i feel like you probably should talk about skylar aston a little bit uh since you know the show that we're gonna be covering next a uh, uh he's one of the stars so maybe seems we can... like we'll have
3: plenty of time to talk about <laughs> over the course of of the next series um i had never heard of camp but i will tell you where i first saw anna kendrick
1: <laughs> where? Of course, oh wait i know what it is
3: <laughs> of course it's twilight it, it is twilight <laughs> <laughs> how could it not be twilight <laughs> um, um go ahead lady
1: I, okay, Todd, I've never seen Camp, so I have no actual experience with it, but I'll tell you I have heard of it because I read Anna Kendrick's book, and she does talk about it in there. Oh, my God. Adam, have you read her book? I have not read her book. I thought as, you know, she was your number one celebrity crush, so you would have.
3: Yeah, I don't think you really understand what a celebrity crush is. (laughs) (laughs) You know... Okay. I can see that now. <laughs> <laughs> Those two are not, yeah. they. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, is there anything else from this movie? Any quotes, any, any scenes, any performances, any uh, actors, anything else that you think uh, that we should talk about before we get out of here today? I think I've hit on basically everything that I came in here needing to say.
1: I think I have a few things, one of which, okay, I was trying to figure out where I knew uh, the actor, one of the announcers, John. I didn't know that was his name in the movie, but his real name is John Michael Higgins. And he looked so familiar, and I was trying to figure out why. I finally looked it up, and he's been in a lot of things. Yeah, he's
0: in a ton of stuff. I think
1: I know him from multiple things, but the ones that jumped out to me are he was in the sitcom Great News um a few years oh ago yeah then. that was yeah, really right. good and he was also in the um the revival or the reboot or whatever of saved by the bell that was on peacock in the last few oh, years okay. which was really good and so i knew him from that too so i just wanted to point that out he's been in some really great stuff um I agree with Todd. I think we should talk about Skylar Aston. I think this is a Skylar Aston podcast. I mean, <laughs> at this, this
3: point, a, what, this is a not yet. The not, next uh, week,
1: no, like our podcast, one indescribable podcast. Oh, just like, in
3: general, we yeah, are the Skylar Aston podcast. We're just
1: covering so many things that he's in. I mean, he's in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. He's in Pitch Perfect, and uh, the next show, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. He's in that too, yeah. and. You know i've said this as a joke but maybe we should seriously consider covering so help me todd
3: <laughs> in the future uh is it has it gotten canceled yet not i don't yet. know not yet that's actually kind of incredible if it hasn't gotten canceled yet
1: <laughs> yeah so <laughs> we'll consider that, would, uh, that wow. maybe okay um But, okay, I just want to say, I think he's excellent in this movie. I think he... Okay, I think this showcases his talents better for me than Crazy Ex-Girlfriend did. Because I think the... I mean, okay, we're not going to redo this whole conversation. But I think just in general, having to come in and play a pre-established character is a lot different than, you know, being the foundation of the character in the first place. Which is the normal thing to do. So, I think this really highlights his talents as a singer as the like main love interest here um i remember we did our attractiveness rankings and i think he was like low for me in the crazy ex-girlfriend ones but he is like the highest in this movie
3: when did we do our attractiveness rankings for cxg there for was a- rebecca's love interests we did that oh just among the three guys
0: okay. yes yeah. yeah yeah yeah, it wasn't a full-scale Final Fantasy attractiveness rankings type. Who
3: would do that? <laughs> <laughs> who, who would pay, who would rank all the characters attractive? That's ridiculous. Um, okay, yeah, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't need to disagree with you here. I've already done it enough times uh, talking about him in CXG, so um, no need to rehash that there. I'm interested I'm interested to see how, like, this will compare to his stuff in Soy's Extraordinary Playlist because I loved him in CXG. Uh, We'll see. For... Did
1: you love him in Pitch Perfect? Of course. Yeah, of course. Okay. That's what I'm wondering. You know? Yeah. I'm a Skylar Austin stan. I think. Well, you must be where this podcast is all about him.
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, certainly I wasn't, you know, uh, shitting on him all throughout season four of CXG. <laughs> okay. I, let's I be clear. I was very supportive of him character. I never as a character said anything bad so about I don't know. About um, him.
1: It was the character.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, the character that he put his heart and soul into, Lindy! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, anything else besides uh, Skylar Aston, which something tells me we will be talking a lot about Skylar Aston over the course of the next however many weeks.
1: Yes, Um. just a couple things. First of all, I wish we saw them winning at the end. I feel like I, they could have added a scene of them finding out they won i don't know that's just me personally i i forgot that it just cuts to you know the next auditions and that's how they reveal it to us but
0: yeah that's part yeah, of the wor- charm it worked fine for okay, me okay you
1: guys like it okay um i like, that a... I
0: like it, it just didn't bother me
1: so. oh okay um and then i don't know i think anna camp did a great job with her character i think uh she was really uptight but i think she played it really well and there were subtle moments where like you could see her character like you know like her emotions under the surface when she was struggling with you know the things happening around her so i thought that was a great performance i just wanted to say that
0: yeah uh so a couple of things I wanted to mention. One, one of my favorite gags of the film is never Aubrey is going down the line, uh, cheeking everyone. She gets like to the two girls, like it's like, you haven't been here at all. Like we've been here the whole time. It's like the girls like have had no lines. They're just in the background the whole time. I think it's a really funny meta commentary on these things. Always have those two or three characters in the background who are there to be there, but get nothing to do. That always cracks me up. That little meta joke there. Uh, also, it's always this weird to me that a, uh, uh, Freddie Stroma is the guy who's the uh, the the radio DJ. The guy who plays Peacemakers, a uh, sidekick vigilante on the HBO series Peacemaker, is a uh, the the DJ who shows off his abs. The Skylar Aston, uh, it's always just like kind of like jarring for me to to realize that's who that is. It's a very small part, but a, uh, it's a very different role from what I've seen him do other things. Always kind of throws me for a loop. And also just the fact that Ben Platt was 19 years old. In this, like he's like a good decade younger than like everybody else. A, he's like the only one who's actually like college age in, in the cast. So just always kind of like a little interesting thing there
3: yeah ben platt is an interesting one especially with his more uh latest developments i like it's very weird watching him back at this age and being like oh i i liked him back and <laughs> what happened and so you know of yeah. course with all the dear evan hansen stuff it's kind of yeah. like
0: oh yeah, i think mean, it's funny like here he is like actually being age appropriate for a role and then back yeah to the dear Evan Hansen movie <laughs> it's like yeah way
3: too old to be like a high school character have you seen dear evan hansen lindy I have not. Do you know about it?
1: I know that, yeah, Ben Platt was in it, and he was just so much older than a high schooler. I have seen that, for sure. Okay. I'll take that.
3: Even though we basically just said that, so maybe... <laughs> well, I
1: knew that already. I could have okay. told you before you mentioned it,
3: okay? Uh-huh.
1: I promise. I was thinking about that <gasps> when I watched the movie. I was like, oh, this was, like, so long... This was over 10 years ago now, and he's in in college, and, and then he plays a high schooler, like, 10 years later or something. Like
3: Yeah. It's wild, yeah. some wild stuff. Um
1: it's not even
0: the worst thing about the movie adaptation, but that's another well, discussion. Yeah,
3: that's a step. We, I don't think we'll be covering that. Um, just, you know, it, no. it's just FYI. No. Um, okay, anything else before we get out of here with Pitch Perfect? Uh, I just have a
1: question. Okay, I have not... Okay, it had been a while since I watched the movie. So, um, you know, I'm watching Bumper in this movie, and I'm thinking to myself, what is the what is the transition the journey between this this guy in this movie to a whole series 10 years later on Peacock of Bumper in Berlin I did not watch it but I know you two did like how did we get there
0: yeah uh, so I watched the series and I still have the question of how we got there um it's such an odd decision for me to center the thing around Bumper now Bumper is like in the second movie I know for sure I don't remember if he's in the third or not. I've kind of blocked everything except for their performance of Toxic from my memory from the third film because that performance is amazing. Uh, but so the Pitch Perfect sequels, not a huge fan. Uh I feel like they like took some of like the the wrong lessons about what people liked about the first one, and just instead of like going, okay, now they're a team, we can just move forward with that. They had like throw like obstacles at them that were just kind of very manufactured, and Chloe suddenly had the Aubrey role. It just like was weird uh but bumper bumper is never my favorite character you know he's kind of funny but he's you know a complete and total jerk and i don't necessarily need to see a series like centered around him uh that being said i enjoyed the series more than adam did i believe uh i still don't think it's like a great show but uh, it just for a mindless comedy. Fula Borg is hilarious in it, I thought, and uh, I thought uh, Jamila Jamil is a really funny in it as well. But yeah, the the journey is basically like yeah, it's like all these years later, and he's had his brushes with you know kind of stardom a little bit, as you can be an acapella star. But now it's like back, you know, he has nothing else going on, but he's somehow like big in Germany, and so he goes over to Germany. Uh, because they uh, flew the Borg, who was a character in like I think the second or third—I don't remember which one—had like the international. Was that the third Pitch Perfect? Anyway, uh, calls him over to perform in Germany because it's like a big hit over there. So that's Bumper's journey to end the show. But why they picked Bumper other than just hey, we want to do a vehicle for Adam Divine? That's the only thing I can think of of why they did it. It was very, very unusual choice of all the characters. There are probably a few characters that might have been worse for it, but there are definitely several characters that would have been a better, a, a, you know, person to, to headline a Pitch Perfect spinoff, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, I cannot reasonably recommend <laughs> that show to anybody. Um, it's not worth your time, and they do not do any kind of justice to the name of Pitch Perfect in any way. Um, That being said... Apparently there's going to be a second season.
0: I know. It just announced, really? de- announced like today, I think no way. Uh, that there's going to be a second season. I was, my mind was blown. Cause I've, like, I think Adam's like the only other person I know who's actually watched it. I don't know if anyone else who's watched it. And you only watched it cause we had talked about maybe like, covering it for this. And then uh, it's like, adam was immediately like no we're not talking it's about
3: terrible <laughs> it's like really bad guys it's like it's really
0: not good I, you uh, now i'm kind of curious I say, no i <laughs> i would disagree on it being really bad uh i wouldn't say it was a good show necessarily but i, I was entertained and i think my expectations going into were, were pretty low probably helped a little bit i will agree with i think one of as big complaints about it was like there's not enough music in it and the music that is in it isn't the greatest which it's not even person, good yeah yeah I, uh, I think i think sarah sarah highland is that her name i think i think she. yeah didn't... and yeah. i actually yeah.
3: really like sarah highland too that's like the worst yeah. part also hey, uh, I... if you want to see uh sarah highland and uh bumper in a show just watch modern family okay way yeah. better <laughs> it's way better every single interaction of in modern family between the two of them is just way better than it is bumper in berlin Okay, I actually also kind of like Modern Family. That's like I, I don't know. I'm like I, maybe I'm an old person because Is that a hot that's, take. I don't know. I feel like I feel like young people are not watching Modern Family.
1: <laughs> I watched all of it when it came to Hulu, maybe like a year or two ago, and yeah. I loved it. It was it was okay, a great sitcom to watch. Yeah. yeah,
3: I liked it too. I think it's going to age really well. Um, okay. I, I think we have to get out of here for, for pitch perfect. I think we have we've gotten into the bumper and berlin explanation, and I feel like that means that it's time to pull the ripcord and get out of here. Um okay. Lenny and Todd, first of all, uh so much fun to be back. Excited to get back into the swing of things here as we start next week covering uh Zoe's Dr. New Playlist. I don't think we're doing episode one next week. I think we're just doing a preview. What do, I forget what we decided on that? Do you want to decide right now, live on the podcast?
0: Um I don't know what we would do for a preview necessarily because yeah, we, so- we don't want to spoil anything for you. So I guess that's kind of the question is how much do you want to know about show okay. you uh, the show? before see Episode one. I don't
3: care. I don't know. I just, I'm so used to, to all podcasts having a preview of some kind. We've never do done weird. a preview. We, we don't, just jumped well, right Well, we've in. only one show. So Exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. We jumped right into the first show and we've never done a preview. <laughs> no,
3: yeah. So I guess that's your tradition. Episode one, I guess is what we'll do next week. That's exciting. Yeah. I don't know the premise. Although I feel like people have said a lot that there is a premise, which makes me think that it's, I don't know, whatever, we'll we'll, we'll see, thanks. Wouldn't you say there's a premise of every show? No, but like the way that people talk about it implies that there is like some kind of MacGuffin that is like a thing that like is something more than just like, because I wouldn't say that there's like a premise to CXG. I would say there's like a story, but I wouldn't be like, oh, do you understand the, you know what I mean? we'll see we'll see if i, I, think, I think i don't it know it, i think cxg has a premise mm, there's like something more i feel like from just from the way that people are talking about it i'm just making some inferences here. i might I be know. wrong it might just be a regular show but i feel like there's like a thing that like oh once you see this it'll be like oh, uh, you know? <laughs> oh
0: there are lots of things yeah okay <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah
3: um so that's what we're doing we'll be episode one season one episode one of so extraordinary place where is it streaming uh
0: to those I who hope know, it's
3: on Pika. better be somewhere
0: uh, it's on the it's on Roku. It's on the Roku channel. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Uh, you, what? You do you do not have to have a Roku to watch it. You can Okay. But you, so d- it's, it's, a, it's the Roku channel. It's like uh it's a free streaming service. You don't have to pay for it. Huge. Uh, Are you so, saying it's
1: not on Peacock?
0: uh it may be now i don't know last time i looked it was on only on roku uh it might be on oh other it things. is
1: it is okay i because i was gonna say i swear last time i looked it up it was and and it still is so that's okay. okay that's
0: good to know i just know the last time i looked which has been quite a while it hadn't been but i'm glad it's there there because roku, roku are the ones who did like these the spin-off movie like the, the movie to like to wrap up storylines so they kind of got a uh the rights to it for a while so
1: it looks like the movie's actually on peacock as well
3: oh awesome so okay so episode one season one episode one is streaming in multiple places hopefully you can find it we'll be back next week to talk through again that first episode of uh, zoe's extraordinary place i'm gonna have to should we start calling it zep is that like can we like we always called it c we always called it cxg and that honestly cxg flows off the tongue pretty well uh zep maybe not, not quite as yeah. much i think but...
0: zep, zep is how i would always like say yeah i know but it's not mm. quite as catchy as as everything but we can we gotta because we have to think of we have to think of something
1: you could say just zoe's i don't know but that's I, not I think terrible zep. either yeah that's actually Zep pretty is good. fine
0: yeah okay. but then you get like zoe's 101 Confucian. No, don't. Cu- <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, different. I I do think after Zoe's Extraordinary Plays,
3: we should cover Zoe 101. Just,
1: <laughs> I, I, you know, having watched that multiple times and
3: I- <laughs> yeah, I, <have laughs> I was in the right there. age yeah. demographic yeah. when it came out. Oh, yeah. I don't think we should cover that. I think we should. I think there's a lot of social commentary to talk about there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> probably not in good ways either. Uh, okay. That's going to be next week. Uh, it's been so long. Oh, my gosh, Lindy. What are you up to? What have you been doing this past month that we haven't even been podcasting? Where can people find you at if they want to hear more Lindy?
1: Wow. Okay. It's been so long since we podcasted and I've accomplished nothing. So (laughs) uh, you can find me same place as always on Twitter at TV Lindy and our podcast podcast Twitter one CXG podcast. I don't think we're going to change it even though (laughs) it refers to CXG, but you know what? We'll always be a CXG podcast. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh,
3: total, totally agree there. Uh, Todd, what about you? Where can people find you at? What are you doing? Uh,
0: well, unlike Lindy, I accomplished a ton over break. <laughs> it's just like nothing that I can share with anyone else out there because it wasn't like podcasting like that. It's just like you know, watching way too much TV and movies and things like that. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter at Librarian Todd because Todd Librarian is too many characters. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I haven't been on any other podcasts recently. I haven't uh, done any streaming anything a uh, i've taken a little bit of a podcast break over the the holidays but i'm ready to jump back in now
1: i just remembered todd and i actually were on a podcast recently because we were featured on felipe's best of 2022 brazilian oh, dragon yeah. podcast
3: oh. so
1: check us out there
3: <laughs> there you go <laughs> we'd love to see it yeah both of you together uh that's incredible um what is, what is this word break you guys keep using? Because <laughs> I am unfamiliar with that word. Um, you can find me all over the place on Twitter at Adam one also on some various PSR podcasts. Uh, Zed and I are finishing up Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, we only have one more chapter left, which is very, very sad. Uh, and then that will be done. Zed is uh, going on to be playing The Last of Us. I will not be joining them on that excursion. Um, and so that'll be the end of the Final Fantasy podcast for the time being. Uh, Jessica Sterling and I have now finished up our coverage of Mythic Quest. The finale of season three uh, has come and gone. That show is now over for the uh, end of the season. Very, very sad there as well. So many podcasts ending, so many shows ending. Uh, very unfortunate. Huey, still going strong. Myself, Kevin Mateo, and Melissa Woodward. Uh, we're talking about Gridlock uh, this week, which is a very, very fun episode. We're excited to get back into the swing of things there. Um Also upcoming, an episode of Mediapedia, where I'll be talking with Grace and um, uh, Marissa about vampires, actually. Very uh, interesting there. Uh, You can bet that there'll be some Twilight conversation, that is for sure. Um, And then also very exciting upcoming, uh, myself and the incredible Sarah Ferguson are going to be doing a podcast together on Poetry Recaps, talking about season two of How I Met Your Father. What? Which is so exciting that that is coming up here. Season one was so much fun. Sarah and I are both huge fans of How I Met Your Mother. And I have been wanting to podcast with Sarah Berkinson for a very, very long time. And so we're finally getting to do this together. So check out that we're gonna be doing Uh, a preview pod of the previous season and talking a little about the original show as well coming out next week before January 24th is the first episode of the second season it's also going to be a very old school type show because there are going to be 20 episodes in season 2 so uh, very exciting there to check out that coverage on Pro But that is it for me until next week where we'll be back together talking about Zoe's extraordinary place Zep CEP whatever you want to call it we'll figure it out we'll figure out the name. Uh, Season one, episode one, and until then, bye!